You're listening to the KB Podcast Network. <laughs> hey, everybody. Before we get started in our next level podcast, I wanted to let you know that we just released our brand new ebook, and it's all about coaching, about how do you select the right coach. For some of you, been very interested in getting a good coach, and it's great to get a good coach, but the right coach for the right situation. So go check it out. It's a free ebook on McIntyre on themichaelmcintyre.com themichaelmcintyre.com and check it out. It's free. Download it for yourself. It's under books and you're going to enjoy it. Thank you. This is the Next Level Podcast, a place for business leaders, entrepreneurs, and dreamers to be empowered for an abundant kingdom life. Here's your host, Michael McIntyre. Welcome, everybody. This is Michael McIntyre, your humble host of the Next Level Podcast. And we are blessed today to have a next level super, super human. <laughs> and this cat is so super. It's going to blow you away. Listen, uh, we're excited to have Fred Vasalio. Did I say it right, Fred? Almost. Vasalo. Vasalo. Okay, that Italian stuff is just amazing. And when you say it, it's so sexy, Fred. <laughs> I just love the way you say that. But Fred is a choreographer, I'll get it right, director, writer, producer, speaker, dance educator, arts advocate, and he has a specialty in hip-hop dance with over 20 years of professional experience and has a passion to explore their interconnectivity between movement and the spirit. I love that. He has an avid, he has been an avid partner of schools, dance studios, and learning institutions, offering and developing programs to reach out to reach and teach students of all ages and backgrounds. Listen to this. His commercial credits include appearance in music videos, television shows, and commercials, along with appearing and directing numerous stage shows and production. Fred has been a brand manager and a director for Bethel Music Kids and Bright Ones in the spring of 2019. He saw the theater, theatrical release of his full-length musical film, that he co-wrote, co-directed, and choreographed, <laughs> I messed that up, choreographed, called Bright Ones. Fred's passion is to see people set free through movement and media. This stands as the cornerstone of his teaching. Choreography, uh, I'll get it right, and classes he is currently leading and serving students of all ages across the globe through his online courses. And his online courses are incredible. And you can look at them at www.freedmovementacademy.com. And we'll talk more about that later. But Fred, welcome, man. I butchered the choreography about 10 times, but we got through it. Thank you, Jesus. Man, you are a superhero stud. Welcome to the Next Level Podcast, Fred. Thank you so much, Michael. It's obviously an honor for me to to be on with you. Um, I shared with you. I, you know, was checking all that you're going, all that's going on with Next Level, and all that you've done to coach and raise and train and people up. And I feel like that's where we're definitely uh, like-minded and kindred in that our heart is really to equip people for their next level and whatever that Come means on, sphere of influence <laughs> so that's yeah. so cool I'm in good company. yeah 
I, I had the privilege of speaking with you last week and we kind of got a little background and man, your story is pretty incredible, you know, and I want our listeners cause we've got some, we've got some major creatives that listen to the next level podcast. Cause we do a lot of stuff with worship. We do a lot of stuff with writing. We, we do stuff with movie producers. And now we've got you, <laughs> we've got this theatrical creative producer, dance specialist, movement specialist, which I, I like that. But if you can let our listeners hear the brief background, because, you know, we're a little similar like that, because there was a there was a before Jesus with you and an after Jesus with you. Yeah. And so I want to I want to kind of have our listeners hear your where you're from and how all that took place. Yeah, absolutely. I will say this. I would start it off with saying one thing I realized throughout my journey is that God has always been with me. He's always been. And looking back all the way through my youth, his voice has always been the thing that's been prevalent with me. And when I realized that, you know, upon like giving my life over to Christ is when all those dots got connected and going, oh, that was, as scripture says, the voice behind me telling me the way to go that I should walk therein. And so, um, so for those of you who are listening, I just want to say too, like, you, you know, although your, your journey goes to a next level upon like true surrender in God, the truth is, is that he's always been with you and he's always been for you and not against you. Um, so, so, so my journey. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, really, one of the things that you had mentioned and the choreography thing. So it's that EO choreography. When I, when I say it, when I'm teaching, especially with kids, I just say, Hey, that's a big fancy word. That means that I make up dance moves and I teach them to people. Um, so that's what, that's my thing. Uh, so, so yeah, my, you know, my journey with God really started when I was super young, um, growing up on the East coast. So I'm originally from the East coast, from New Jersey. And um, I, um, I fell in love with music at a really young age. I mean, I remember being third, third grade, and uh, I'll talk about my movement journey, which actually led into my, my, my journey with God. Um, I remember being a kid and breakdancing when the hip-hop music and movement culture hit with the town where I lived. Um, I just remember falling in love with the music and how music felt inside my body, and specifically rhythm-based uh, music. So drums, percussion, whether they're electronic or hand percussion, and bass. And those things moving through me did something significant to me. And I do believe there's some mystery in that about sound uh, and how uh, we're wired to respond to sound. And so, um, yeah, so... Boom. I'm there, young, falling in love with music, basically was glued to MTV, watching Michael Jackson videos and uh, music videos, Fred Astaire, Hollywood Fred Astaire movies, and falling in love with the idea of movement and media and storytelling and how you can impact. And really, from that young age, caught a vision for what I wanted to do, uh, in essence, with my life. So fast forward. Um, um, you know, making up dances in my room, freestyling for hours, doing all this, falling in love with music. Um, my mother had gotten really sick with cancer, unfortunately, and, and passed when I was super young. And, and I felt like that set something in me about eternity, like this awareness of eternity and what does that mean? And like sort of the big thoughts of like life. 
And I remember as young as sixth, seventh grade, we're like starting to research like spirituality. And then I became a student basically of every uh, spiritual discipline, seeking out truth. Like, what is the truth? Where is the truth? So study Buddhism and Taoism and this religion, that religion, all these things, seeking out, finding, looking for truth. Meanwhile, um, dancing up a storm creating um then uh, as a teenager i go and i go to this class this hip-hop dance class uh and the teacher in the room calls me out and this is what i share with you she was like this is my first ever class i'm in there and uh i'm 14 years old at that time and she says hey you i want to talk to you after class and uh i thought she was like about to tell me like, hey, you are terrible. Please don't ever come back. Find a different dream, find a different goal. Uh, and it was actually the opposite. She was like, hey, there's something special about you. I want you to come audition for my company that I'm forming. And um, turns out she was like choreographer for Janet Jackson and Cool and the Gang and all these like big name artists. And so she became one of my early mentors. Uh, and then um, I would go back and forth to New York going on auditions doing commercial work and all that kind of um, really interesting entertainment-based stuff. And, th and this, this Fred, is at the age, in your teenage years, yes? In my teenage years, yeah, yeah. One of wow. my first sort of national television things was a show on MTV called Lip Service. And it was like <laughs> one of the first dance-based game shows that existed. And it was, uh, it was on MTV. And Come on. If 16 and technically you had to be 18 to be on the show but the <laughs> producers loved our it was me and two other people so we had a group of three they were like these guys are phenomenal let's just put them on the show so we get on the show and we wind up winning the whole thing and so the grand prize was like I love a, it st thomas and that was the <laughs> they were like oh no we have to send these minors to so they paid for a chaperone and and so we wound up taking our um uh beverly who was our mentor um and so that kind of early on exposed me to the idea of of like your gifts have a have a great purpose you know and and even from a youth always knew that there was a spiritual dimension and purpose to what we do and our gifts. And for me at that time, it was, you know, based a lot in movement. And I was convinced that there was this other level of spiritual connection and healing that existed in movement. So then I was studying that. So then I went and got all, all this is all during that same time, uh, a certification in movement therapy. So I went and I studied wow. movement therapy um, to find those interconnections between, uh, you know, movement and healing and, and spirituality. And so, in, so in that process, Fred, you were you were seeking the truth, quote unquote, right? And yeah. and you looked at Buddhism, you looked at Hindu, you looked at everything. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. Across across the gamut. I mean, pull up a pull up a spiritual menu, and I sampled it, <laughs> I sampled it and pursued it, and became a student of it until what would happen is that I would hit a ceiling, and I would realize actually there's no more room here. Like there's, uh, then you start to see all the contradictions and all the, uh, and I said, Hmm, there's, there's something more. Okay. This isn't it. There's something more. Uh, and I do believe that people get caught up in that, that they're, we're all seeking. Cause the truth is, is that we were all created by the most high, by the creator, Come on. 
always calling all of his children back to him. And so we all feel that longing at different parts of our lives. And so we can numb it with this or that. It can be, we can be distracted. The veil could be over our eyes where we're not able to see clearly the spirit. But the reality is he's always calling, always, you know, ready to leave the 99 to come and grab us. Come on, man. I love that. And so your story is so cool because I think, you know, you know, I was a latecomer to Jesus, you know, and a real latecomer. But I do know that, you know, I went through the new age cycle. You know, I did. And, you know, and I went through that and, you know, and it made sense for a minute. You know, it did. And it, and it seems like all these little things have, you know, you know, a little grain of truth. Right. Yep. And and so we get they're attractive to us, especially, you know, in, in that youth, in our younger age, you know, when we're so um, so we're so impressioned. Right. With with these different ideas. So so you're so you're going along, you're looking for truth. You got some success, man. You can, you can move, yeah. <laughs> right? You're yeah. blessed in this. I'm, I'm, I was about, we were about to hit a national tour with a major recording artist and go. And so it was all these, all these things kind of lined up. Uh, and then I'm, um, about 19, I, I meet my wife, well, who then was a friend who became like a really close friend, who then became my girlfriend. And we had our, our journey to, towards getting married. But at the time when I met her, she was a recording artist pursuing writing her own music and album, hardcore believer since like birth, came out the womb like praising praising Jesus. So I love it. <laughs> so hardcore family, like generations deep of pastors and all. And so what I loved is she had this spiritual perspective about who Christ was and how he was the fulfillment of these things. And I loved her commitment, her devotion. And, and I wasn't afraid of her Christianity because I was like, cool, this is another point of view, another perspective. And so we would have these like long conversations about like the kingdom and about, and I would be like, yeah, but we're all energy and that. And then so she would be, you know, which is interesting because that age <laughs> thing, it's like what you said is really significant is that, you know, there's grains of truth because really they all, all of them, what I found is that like the Bible says that they have a form of godliness, but they deny its power because the power is in the, is in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Is. And, you know, that's where the, the, you know, that, that power comes from. But so there's all these counterfeits, right? And so, um, yeah. And what you see is a lot of principles exist in other spiritual disciplines, but the, you can find them in the Bible, like the law of karma, which is actually reaping and sowing, which is found in scripture. So like you, you can Good. see how it's always replaced. So anyway, so boom, my wife and my, you know, then girlfriend, we're going, she says basically, Hey, um, listen, I can't be unequally yoked. Uh, if we want to continue dating, you have to be a believer and you know, that's your choice. And she had this line, which she gets embarrassed when I say it, but it was so significant. She said, you have to have enough faith to raise the dead if you want to be with me. And I was like, Come on, man. what does that mean? You know, like, <laughs> cool, but also what does that mean? You know, like, so, but it was awesome. And, um, and so, so I went to church to, to be honest, I went to church for her, for the girl, you know, I mean, and, uh, 
I get it. Yeah, yeah. And then, um, then we went, and then we went to this other church, and there was this Holy Spirit outpouring happening, and this revival, specifically among like the young adult population. I mean, it was hitting the whole church, but like the young, they were coming in droves. Like we would have house party, house churches, which were like house parties, like literally packed, like you know, shoulder to shoulder. Um, and so, but this one Sunday, it was on Father's Day. And the message was all about the sons coming back to the father mm. and that my heart mm. just literally just opened up and exploded. It was almost like, you know, the floodgates were right there and it just broke open. And I literally felt like I floated down to the altar. And to this day, my wife's like, you look like you were on like roller skates or something. Like you were just like gliding <laughs> down. <towards laughs> altar. And, uh, and I wasn't, I gave my life to Christ. In that moment, I felt like as soon as that like confession of faith, I felt like this thing opened over top of me and it was like, boom, instant access into the heavenly realms, instant access. to And it was like the confirmation that this is the truth that you've been searching for. And, and, you know, he is the way, the truth and the life. So it was like all the confirmations of like, oh, hey, this is what you have been looking for. Here it is. And you have access to it. You have access to it in this life. And then after this life, you're going to get to learn even more about the kingdom. And- what a revelation, man. What an experience that must have been for you. Yeah. yeah. And oh, yeah. and so so you come to Jesus in a radical way. It's like, you know, it's, it's you know, uh, it's the burning bush. It's the parting of the Red Sea. It's all this in this moment for you. And, you know, the dove comes down and sits on your head type moment, right? I mean, that, that must have been, you must have been on cloud nine for a long time after that and just experienced such joy. Because I remember for me, I experienced that joy as well. Yeah. Yeah. It was almost like um, somebody putting back the missing piece that, that I had lost. So it was like this immediate sense of completion or internal fulfillment, like, oh, boom. Okay, that was the missing piece. Let's go. You know, like, and, 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 and but it was at the same time, you know, instant peace, instant, you know, all of those things. Um, and then the overwhelming, like, zealousness of like, I found it, you know, <laughs> you know, so there was that like, you know, just basically like a, a box of treasure that I just got like received. Uh, and really didn't do anything to earn just like this was always there for me. And so now it was just like having access to it. So cool. So obviously you marry this gal, this is your wife and yes. cause you're now, you're now yoked equally in this. You're all in. <laughs> and so, all right, so you, you're out in New Jersey, right? You're in Manhattan. You're like, boom, you're dancing. You're on TV. You've got you got connections. You've got all this stuff going on. So how do you get from there out to Redding, California, and running this Bethel dance gig you got going? How did that journey happen? Because it's really remarkable. And, and, and I want to talk about bright ones too, but I, wanna, I want our listeners just to hear, because I know, you know, one of the things that I find a lot in, in especially in the creatives like yourself and music is the fact that, you know, people love 
seeing where you're at, but they want to know how did that, how did, what was the transformation? What was the actual, you know, the, 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 the practical, the pragmatic that brought you out to that moment, you know, to bring you into that? Cause you've got favor, bro. I mean, you are gifted, right? And all of a sudden for you to come from the secular world into the charismania Christian world, that's a big deal, man. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and honestly, that journey, Gosh, it was from from that time of salvation to to when I came to Reading was almost like fifteen years. So, oh, okay, yeah. it was a process. Oh yeah, but immediately I'll tell you what these principles exist no matter what on any timeline. And the first major one is surrender. And I think mm. for for everyone that's a that's a like a one hundred and one you know, class 101. But I think for artists and creatives, that is very um, essential because what I've noticed, and again, I think this can go across to any gift, you know, a gift of administration, a gift of financial management, all those. um, But your gift can become an idol and it can become Mm -hmm. the thing that you replace uh, an unhealthy sense of identity with and ownership over that then that kicks god out of the equation and we become humanistic and like because the cool thing is is that we co-labor the bible is very clear we are co-laborers with christ that means that we're not autonomous robots just receiving instruction and from god and he's doing all the work and on the other end of the spectrum we do unfortunately have the ability to shut god totally out of the equation and run with things and and the scary thing is we can actually be successful in that um and so where god is asking is for our hearts to be yielded to him and so that co-laboring happens where we then are able to actually co-labor with god in the earth and to accomplish the things that he wants to do now the great thing is he's the best partner in the world with the resources that are beyond explanation or understanding in the natural realm and so that's that's who you want to be hooked up and yoked with as a partner um so so for me i had a moment of surrender and that that surrender was was giving up the gifts and giving up it all in a realistic way, not like cute, like, oh, here you can have it, but I really, I'm going to hold on to it, um, Mm -hmm. but actually give it all away. And so for me, that was one night on my knees, you know, I'm looking at going back and forth auditions, commercials. I'm also teaching. I love to teach. And at the time I was teaching like 30 classes a week um, in studios, uh, all ages, adults, kids, everything. And so I'm on my knees and I'm bawling my eyes out because I know that the thing that I'm actually called for above everything is the kingdom of God and to serve the king of kings and the Lord of lords and to serve in the, king, in the kingdom. But then I couldn't understand how what I was doing actually fit that equation and actually serve God. In other words, there was no Christian hip hop ministry movement type of a thing. And so I was like, oh gosh, I, I don't, I don't think this actually connects. And I was like bawling. And I, I told you, I like, you know, jokingly, I was like, okay, God, I'm going to give it all up. I'm going to quit everything. I won't do, I won't ever dance again. And then I had the image of Ned Flanders from the Simpsons. And like, okay. <laughs> Like this is who this is who I have to become, and if that's what it means, then that's what I'll do to serve you. Um, and so, yeah. Um, but it was an honest, like 
emptying out. And that's what I felt like. I felt like there was a drainage, like just drain and empty of all of my um, unhealthy ownership of, of my giftings and talents and abilities. And even what I thought they were supposed to become or do or think. And so, so um, I want to, I want to just pause right there because what you're saying, Fred is so profound. And because look, you know, we get attached to our stuff, right? Like you said, sometimes we make our gifts our idols, right? So, you know, and listen, we get to a certain lifestyle. Sometimes it's kind of nice you know, eating three times a day yeah, you know? absolutely. You know, and, and having money coming in, right? And being acknowledged for being, a, you know, doing good at what you do. So, but you knew that there was, there was something else for you. So to surrender this, that word surrender, you doing this, this was a big deal for you, yeah. right? And how old were you at this time when you decided to give it all up to give it to Jesus? How old were you? So that was probably around 21. So like around oh. 21, yeah, 21 approaching 22 around that time. Okay. And so you laid it all down in this moment. And, and so you just said, okay, I'm willing. You were, you really truly felt that in your heart of hearts to give this all up. Yeah. And it wasn't easy you know, thing. And so in that moment, though, the moment where I felt like it was like pff, the last breath of surrender, where I was just like, okay, well, I guess I'll figure out what God's going to show me. So uh, in that, I clearly heard the voice of the Lord. As soon as that last, like, that's it. It, it you can you can have it all Lord. actually i love that song for that reason it brings me back to that moment and that every part of my will take this life and breathe on you know so that's that's really i love that song so much because that that really captures the essence of that moment and that's what he does he breathes on, he brings the resurrection life on things that listen we have to die in order Order to become life. I mean, that's the, the kingdom, and so and so that 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 death is that letting go and dying to self, which then he gets to breathe on and bring the resurrection life into um, that thing. So um, so that's what he did. Literally in that moment, he said, "Boom, good." Thank you, Fred. This is, I'm like, I'm, you know, not audibly, but hearing the voice of the Lord. The Bible is very clear that we'll know his voice and the voice of a stranger will not follow. And that he is the voice behind us telling the way to go that you should walk there. And I just might feel like that too, for your listeners, like just, um, I feel that so clearly for you, just the reminder that he is the voice behind you. Like his promise in his word is that he is there for you to give you direction for your next steps. And that Amen. might be a lamp to your feet, meaning I can see just right in front of me. I don't know anything else. Or it could be the light, the light to your pathway. And you could see, you know, 40 years ahead. Um, but you might not know the next steps, but you can see the vision. <laughs> so there's always that tension between those two. Okay. So, so boom, he says, Fred, Thank you. I'm going to show you now the true power and the true purpose of movement, because at the time, that's what I was surrendering. And so that was his promise. And literally in that moment, then boom, started giving me strategy. First thing, don't quit all of your teaching jobs. What I want you to do, go find Christian music that has a good beat to it and take that and bring that into all your classes and be teaching it. So I was going and I was, at the time it was like Mary Mary and Kirk Franklin and um, Deidre yeah. Cat and then um, anything that had like some sort of a beat to it. <laughs> 
And the cool thing is that in the classes, which at the time there was, these were like mainly, you know, secular quote unquote studios is that because the movement that I was teaching carried excellence, the music was secondary. So it was like, they didn't really care what I was playing musically. It was, what was I teaching in the movement? And because my movement, I mean, I was trained by uh, like the pioneers of hip hop dance. Like through my youth, I wound up being in Philadelphia when all of the originators of hip hop dance from uh, the styles of break dancing, of popping, of locking, they were coming and I was learning from the mouths of the ones who created the actual movement. So all of that like history and culture and excellence was already wrapped into what I was teaching, you know, cause I wasn't like teaching, hey, let's hump the floor. Let's like, there was no compromise sort of like in that way with which mm-hmm. I feel in the hip hop dance world is overly sexualized um, in that way because you know there's another agenda attached to that um, right um, that's for another podcast um, so, <laughs> <laughs> so so surrender boom God's like I promise I'm gonna show you and then immediately he did so then from oh. literally the next three months even to this day like it's still happening but those three months were so significant where it was literally almost every day every other day I was having these massive encounters with the Lord and encounters they were open visions all like really cool um things and so one of the first things and i think this is important for anyone's journey again hearing the voice of the lord he trained me on how to hear and obey and it's so cool because this is what i love about god he's he knows us so intimately and he knows each of you that are listening he knows how to speak to you um, and it's our job to tune in to that frequency to hear. So for me, okay. right, he's wired me with a sensitivity. I said this in the beginning from my youth as a kid, music and sound waves are very sensitive to why one of God's giftings on my life is as a choreographer. What does that mean? I'm listening to music and then interpreting it in my body to represent it out to an audience and to create with. So they become the tools. So I have to be wired to sound. You know, for artists, for creatives, I think they are a highly sensitive people on purpose. Now, the yeah. the the sort of default, the thing that gets them in trouble is their oversensitivity sometimes in the negative, you know, offense and all that kind of stuff. Or, or <laughs> so true. But the positive is that if we're not wired with that sensitivity, we're not going to be able to hear the mysteries of God that he's speaking. That's so I good. Who are gifted in finance, like there is a sensitivity and an awareness that they are built with on purpose because it's attached to what they're called to do in the earth. Um, so, so I'm here. So God knows, hey, Fred, I made him to be super sensitive to feelings and sensations in his body, right? Because so, so he starts off with these little assignments like, all right, I want you to go over there and tell that girl that Jesus really loves her. And I'm like new to the faith. And I'm like, no, I'm not <laughs> like she's going to all the like bad things that I've heard about, you know, Christianity and, and, right. and you know, I'm like, no, she's going to be like, you creep weirdo, get away from, you know? So I was like, oh, yeah, I'm not doing that. And then, so <laughs> I feel this, like, um, this like shocking sensation behind my kneecaps. And I jokingly say it was like, like an electric dog collar. 
like on my kneecaps where I would feel this like buzzing. And so because I'm sensitive to that, I'm like, okay, that's weird. What is that? It didn't hurt. It just, I was, uh, I was highly aware of it. Right. So then I'm arguing with God inside in my mind and going, Oh gosh, well, I mean, I guess that's not a bad thing telling someone that Jesus loves them. Like, I guess that's, it might make me uncomfortable, but I guess it's okay. All right, fine. I'll go over. I go, Hey, I just want you to know this might be really weird, but like Jesus really loves you and he sees you. Boom. She started bawling her eyes out. Oh my God. I needed to hear that. I'm like, okay, okay. So then the next assignment, like Fred go over. And this is like within the course of two weeks, this started, this started happening. He's like, I want you to go over there and tell the, uh, give that guy $10. And this was like, this was that one night at one, at, at the church. And I was like, no, I need that $10. Like that's my gas. <laughs> I'm not giving him a $10. So then I get the behind my knees, like my shock, you know, I'm getting shocked again behind my knees. And then I'm like, Oh, that's weird. That's a familiar sensation. So I'm like, uh, again, arguing with God, like, Oh gosh, I do. I'm learning about like reaping and sowing and like giving on to others, giving it shall we get I'm like, okay, fine. I'll just do it. Go over there. Hey man, uh, the Lord just told me that like, I should give you this $10. Oh my gosh, dude, you don't know. I'm trying to sign up for this course and the registration ends tonight. And I had all the money, except I'm short $10 and I need $10 to go over to the registration table to sign up. And I was just praying for $10. So I'm like, Oh, cool. Boom. You know, I did get home that night, but I guess so that, that was good. Um, Like, so then this, and this was the lineup. So it was basically the same equation. Fred, go do this. No, I don't want to do that. Bzzz. Okay, fine. I do that. Boom. I do it. Somebody gets blessed. So I'm learning how God's system works. Oh, that is his voice. He's setting me on assignment. What he asked me to do benefits others. And it really costs me nothing except for my humility and my obedience. And then so somebody else gets to receive something better. Mm, that's not a bad kind of system, you know? And so, but that's how he trained me because he knew Fred will, uh, Fred will start to get, if I, if I work with how I made him in his sensitivity, then, then he'll learn how to hear me. And I think that's so cool. Yeah. Because what you're saying is so good. You know, the way I made Fred, the way I made him in his sensitivity, because God's the manufacturer, he knows the specs, right? He put the DNA in each one of us. He knows exactly who we are. And sometimes we forget. Yeah. yeah. And or we get scared because the enemy puts up these faux walls, you know, fake walls of fear. Right. And so you just needed a little shock in your kneecap <laughs> to move over there and do what he wants you to do. And he knew how sensitive you were in that process because you could feel that because of your movement sensitivity as well. And so I just love the way he works in each one of us individually. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where that, you know, we've uh, unfortunately probably overheard that scripture, but it still remains true that, you know, before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you and I had plans for you, plans to give you hope. Like all of that is all true in a new way that like, you know, that's, that's why our, um, our seeking his face is so important. That's why our intimacy with the, uh, with him is so important because He's 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 not trying to get uh, us close to him and close to us 
just for no reason. It's actually, there's things that need to be done. There's things that need to be accomplished in the earth. And, and there is a time to them. There's a time and a season and they need to be accomplished. And so, um, so good filling vessels, you know, so, so yeah, I love that. I love that. So I want to, all right. So, so you you, God's working with you, man. You're like surrendering in this whole thing and he's giving you blueprints and it's like, okay, Fred, uh, <laughs> excuse me, you and your wife, you guys, uh, you guys need to go to Redding, California. And it's like, you know, cause you're in Manhattan, bro. I mean, you're in big leagues. Right. And so, you know, like where in the world is Redding, California, some cow pasture out here in California. Right. And so, uh, and I know our listeners all know where Redding is, but maybe you didn't at the time. I don't know. No. So yeah, we had what, no, what was that process? Yeah, we had no clue actually. We we actually we had fast forwarded. My wife and I started a production company in New Jersey for about four and a half years, and we put on these major shows. It's what started really small with just an idea, then exploded to um, we had two major shows a year: a spring show and a winter show, and these were live theatrical productions that featured Broadway talent and incorporated the local community as well. So there was this mentorship cool. change, and uh, and it was awesome. And we wind up with that company wind up going on to Paula Abdul. Uh, had a show called Lip to Dance. So it only lasted for one season. We wind up being on that show and taking the kids, which was a really cool even testimony because we took what was considered like a ragtag bunch of like different level people with the heart to equip and empower them. And there was crazy testimonies all throughout that. And this was just like something we did for the community. There was a girl who wound up being healed of a social anxiety disorder who saw one of our shows and said, mom, I want to be in that. I want to do something like that. And so after the show, this mom basically comes and almost tackles my wife and I, and we didn't understand why. Like, first of all, we were like, oh my gosh, is this okay? But now we understood her daughter had such a severe, she was clinically diagnosed with a social anxiety disorder, wouldn't be involved in anything. So the moment she says, I want to do that, mom's like, let's go, I'm in. So this girl comes, joins with us and for two years stays with us, comes from being a social anxiety disorder to performing on stage in front of Paula Abdul. So like this like trajectory so cool. of like, you know, so crazy, <laughs> crazy testimony. So we were doing all these really cool things. That was one of them that we were, my wife, and I were doing and then we just felt like this internal there is more like there is more to to the kingdom there's more to God there's more to what we're supposed to be doing um, and it felt like a spiritual dryness and um, that we should be pursuing God because we should always be leveling up we should next level we should be going next level Come on next level um so so we we fasted my wife and i fasted and and we were fasting and praying and then in that fast we wind up watching tbn shout out to tbn free public <laughs> christian access um so <laughs> it's a brilliant platform and so it was carrie Job who was singing and it was just literally we were just it was on in the background and we were just moving about. I think we were like making dinner or something. And then all of a sudden, this voice starts penetrating the atmosphere. And it was Carrie Job singing, You Are For Me. And it was just like one of those moments where like the room stands still. And of course, like God is omnipresent. He's always in existence. But sometimes sure. you feel that manifest presence in the room where it's almost like God is saying, 
sit down. I'm about totally. to say something, you know? And totally. so that moment, and something was just ministering to our souls. And then Jensen Franklin was on and he was talking about getting your edge back and all, the, all these things and lined up. So then my wife and I were like, boom, we should, we, 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 at the end of that, led us to carry Job, which she was going to Gateway, which was going to um, uh, Christ for the Nations. So what we felt like God was saying is go get training. And so we're both highly trained. My wife is a classical composer, classical pianist. Um, you know, our creative artistic gifts are highly trained. And the moment I got saved, I started going to Bible training institute and all that. So, so God was saying, I want you to go to the next level basically. And so go get training. So we were going to go to Christ for the nations. We started filling out applications. We're watching Carrie Job on YouTube, which then led to Kim Walker Smith talking and Jesus culture. And then they were reading um, uh, When Heaven Invades Earth by Bill Johnson. And then we're like, who's Bill Johnson? And then we're like, looking. And then my wife calls and she's like, Fred, I found it. It's a school of supernatural ministry. So we were like, oh my gosh, what is that? That's so what we, we the more of God, you know? Um, and so that's how we found out about Bethel Church. And wow. so we came 2011 for the School of Worship um, that summer and uh, came for the School of Worship. And it was like God had aligned, um, this is your next step. Um, so cool. Yeah. So so you come in there, you, I take it, uh, you meet Chris or somebody in this process and and then you guys go to this Bethel School of Ministry, you know, deal and you get, you know, you know, you're out there in Redding, California, where it's 112 degrees in the shade ah. in the summertime <laughs> and you're thinking, OK, God, I'm here. And so. But there's so much creativity in this process. And, you know, God's putting all the, you know, the Bethel music, which is crazy cool. And then all of a sudden you guys come in here with this brilliant God-given talent of movement. So what happened? Because I know you guys, and I want to talk about this because it's so, I want our listeners to, to be, be able to, how, to get online and do this stuff. But also, uh, how was it that, that, God, I guess God knew that there was there was something needed there at Bethel in this movement process, in this uh, your talents needed there. So how did that come about to where you guys are like teaching the planet out there in Bethel? Yeah, so it's an awesome story. And, and honestly, just another example of like called according to purpose. Um, and then geographically, I feel like God a lot of times aligns us to a geographical region and sometimes it's for a specific period of time. Um, so um, while we were there in the school of worship, um, it was very significant. I had three different people and I shared this with you um, prophesy over my wife and I and said the same exact thing. And these were strangers. Like they didn't know each other. One of them was in the prayer line. One of them was in the parking lot and the other one was just sitting randomly on a bench in, in the breezeway. And so, but they said almost word for word, the same thing. They were like, Hey, excuse me. Um, God just said something to me about you. Do you mind if I share it with you? And he said, "There, um, I feel like you're going to come here and you're going to do something or you're going to bring something that you do and it's going to have a um, local impact on the church here, uh, a global impact on the church as well, and then something about the community or this region. So I don't know what it is that you do, but it sounds like it's pretty cool and sounds like you're coming here. 
you know? And so again, we were actually coming to scout the land. Like, is this what you're saying, Lord? You know? Um, so, so three different people. So to me, that was like, Hmm, that's a confirmation. Uh, yeah. Yeah. God knows you get a little thick skull there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, the cool thing is that like we, this, uh, this is ninth year that we've been in Reading. All of those things were fulfilled. And so I'll share that now. All three of those areas were, were, were fulfilled. So, so we come back to New Jersey, we prep, we drive, we, we move our family. We've got three kids. Uh, at the time, my wife is eight months pregnant with our third. Wow. Put everything into our car. We drive cross country and we're like, wow. the Lord said, go. Uh, <laughs> we didn't have anything lined up. Like we were, I didn't go because I had a job opportunity there already. It was like the Lord said, go. And I love it. So we went knowing our history with the Lord, that if he says it and we're obedient to what he says, that his promises are all connected into that. And so, um, and so we went and uh, we show up, we've got like this place rented for two weeks. And then we're like, I don't know what we're going to do after that. So on one hand could look absolutely insane and stupid <laughs> and foolish, which some of our family may have thought that. Uh, but on the other hand, when you've walked with God, you know that he uses the foolish things to shame the wise. And that if, if you're obedient to his word, he is faithful to, uh, to bring it to pass. And so, um, so we did, and I show up and I come to BCS. So BCS is Bethel Christian School. That's the um, K to eight school connected to Bethel Church. And I come and I'm like, hey, so uh, I've got these programs that I teach. I teach these hip hop dance programs in the schools. I'd love to offer that here. And so the secretary looks at me with like a twinkling in her eye and she's like, we would love that. And so they're like, they wind up saying, hey, we actually would like to hire you on faculty and on staff instead. Now I come to find out that the year before I came, the intercessors were going into the dance studio at the school and they were praying for a male hip hop teacher to come, come to on because they were sensing that the boys were rising up in their creativity and they needed a physical creative outlet. And Man, so, I just that 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 is that I love this. Listeners, listen, this is so cool. This is you know, this is when heaven comes to earth. This is what happens, and this is how it looks when we're obedient in his word. Because you know, he we operate in in his kingdom's kind of upside down compared to the world, yeah. Yeah. And you know, and you guys moving out to Reading with, you know three kids and a pregnancy and no jobs. I mean, it's like, you know, I'm sure some of your Italian friends back home are like, what are you, nuts? What's the matter with you? What's the What's matter? The matter? <laughs> so that's so cool. So, so man, so you, this, you walk in his thing and you get hired, right? Get hired with that. And so simultaneously, I started working with the city because I'm also for city transformation and working with the city. So thus the city of Reading actually hired me to teach community programs, community outreach type programs with the city. So at the same time that's happening there, and we'll come back to what that turns into, um, I go start teaching hip hop classes for the city. They print out, they create my flyers for me, and and I get I go and I start bringing them to the schools. I walk into this one school and I'm like, hey, I just want to drop these flyers off. I'm teaching classes for the city. I have a two minute conversation with the secretary. She's like, oh my gosh, you have to meet our principal. 
Two seconds later, the principal just so happens to walk right in. Uh, she is like, hey, oh my gosh, here he is. Hey, this is Fred, da, da, da. I have a five minute conversation with the principal in the middle of the, the office uh, there. And he says, it literally stops me in my sentence and says, hold on. Turns to the secretary <laughs> uh, lady and says, we need, we're hiring him. We're hiring him. Hey, come, on. come back on Wednesday. I'll have your contract for you, all that. So so this is like, boom. So wow. right there on the spot. Then it turns out with that school, um, it was a middle school, and um, I started a uh, hip-hop dance and theater program that became one of the largest after-school programs that they've had in years, totally reinvigorated their, like, their, their program there. And it was a lot due to this principal. Wow. And total so cool. transformation. So now we're reaching all kinds of, of people on different, different levels. So it, all right. So so <laughs> you get hired by Bethel. You get yeah. hired by the city of Bethel. <laughs> you get <laughs> the church of Bethel. Yeah. And so uh, so fast forward as to where you and your wife and and what's your wife's first name? Uh, Dominique. Dominique. Oh, you guys are so cool. You guys got cool names, cool last names. Just all cool. It's all cool. So <laughs> so. You, you're, you're, you guys are doing this. So tell us what's going on in 2020 in your life now, in your ministry. And because I, I think it's so the journey that gets you there was is amazing. It's all God. And but you listen and surrender in this process. So tell us where you guys are at today, what you're doing and what you're going to do over the next five years. Yeah, absolutely. I'll fill in that little blank between the two. Basically, the, yeah. The school blow. The school program blows up. We wind up like developing the program. We've got 120 something kids in the hip hop program. That I took those kids because part of my thing is get them out, get them doing, not just hearing, but hearing and doing. And then one of the performances that we did, Joel Taylor, the CEO of Bethel Music, was there watching and said, "Oh my gosh." Who's responsible for this? I want to talk to them. And Joel calls me into his office and says, hey, uh, we've been wanting to do a children's album for years. It seemed like there was a missing piece. This is what we want to do. But I think this is your, the, what you bring is a missing component. So then he lays it out and says, this is kind of what we're thinking. These are the songs that we're thinking about. And so, um, so he's like, would you be interested? And of course, I was like, oh my gosh, yes. Uh, yes, yes, and yes, because now the fulfillment of all those things that I wanted to do since a youth and, and was doing, but now for the kingdom, right, all these things are coming into place. And then I leave and I said, Lord, give me vision for this. I feel like this is a stepping into an assignment. That was Friday, Saturday morning, because I'm a writer. And the Lord's like, I wake up, he's like, get a pen right now. So I get a pen, literally take dictation, like brrr, lay out the entire vision wow. for what we see on Bethel Music Kids Come Alive. So that was a CD and a DVD with 11 music videos. So I literally have all the vision for the, like, the ideas for each song, the overarching vision. I come back. I share it with, uh, with Joel and the team and Kylie Beth, who is amazing. Uh, and they're like, yes, this is it. And we go for it. That produced Bethlehem wow. Kids Come Alive. Then, um, uh, and awesome. the right ones came from that. Yes. After that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. We went 
Dove Award for the Come, Come Alive album. And then after that, um, they hired me on full time to develop the kids' brand of Bethel Music Kids. And so we wound up putting out an e Christmas EP after that. And then the then we went out for the second full-length album. Um, and at the time, the kids wind up becoming teenagers. So there was like a brand shift, like, should they be kids anymore? And so we shifted into Bright Ones, um, which was one of the tracks that Stephanie Gretzinger had wrote. Um, gotcha. and, and so I got to cast vision for this new album. Wow. Um, uh, Bethel Music is great, like everyone there. And they just had so much trust and belief in what, you know, what I was doing, which was attached to their mission to, you know, you know, infiltrate the whole earth uh, with his glory and bring the manifest presence into the earth. And so, um, so then we go into this next album and it was like, well, we should do something bigger, not just the music videos. Cause we kind of already did that. What if we wound up doing a short film? So originally it was going to be a 45 minute, like long short film that had the music involved in it. And then it was like, per, like within the process of that, the Lord, the expansion in our hearts was like, this is actually supposed to be bigger. And so then wow. that developed into a feature length film, um, which is called Bright Ones, um, which is going to be coming out on iTunes this uh, this coming month uh, in August. You should, you'll see it on iTunes and on DVD as well. Um, and so uh, that was a tremendous process. There's, there's probably not enough time on the podcast to go over all, but let me tell you, there's crazy <laughs> testimonies with that. God I taking know. something small, expanding it, making yeah. a natural th thing happen through that throughout that process, um, and expanding even what we were doing uh, with that and the scope of that. And so, really cool. The fulfillment, really, everyone who was on that project, it was like God had fulfilled so many family visions and dreams like for my family my entire family is in the film so obviously i co-wrote i co-directed i did the choreography um my my daughter my oldest daughter plays one of the three lead kids in the film um and my wife wrote a song that's on the album and in the film and um and my daughter sings the song that my wife wrote so that's come like, on man <laughs> And uh, and my wife plays the 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 one of the teachers in the film, and she also plays my daughter's mother in the film, and then wow. and then my two my other two little ones do little cameo roles. So for me personally, it was like family vision because I believe like the future is family and family ministry, um, and so that that component. But that was also the testimony of other other people on it so it wasn't just isolated to me it was like go down the line and you see like all of these people who have like god answering uh dreams on their hearts that have been there for a while and that's like that's the goodness of god that he he doesn't just look out for one he looks out for all and his heart is always how can i bring goodness to all of my family not just one well, we worship a huge God, yes? Yeah. And, and so what I love is how you bring your whole family involved in all of this, Fred. And you and your wife bring your kids involved. It's got to be very, like, 
pinch me, Lord. Am I dreaming? I'm sitting here directing and having my children do this, and I'm doing this, and I'm writing this, I'm directing this. Pinch me, Lord. Am I dreaming? Because it's like, you know, and when it, when he, that stuff, and sometimes it's overwhelming. I know when, when, when God's pouring out such incredible love upon our lives, it's sometimes overwhelming, right? And it's like, you know, you have to fall down and just weep and just thank God and praise him because that's how, and, and, and I, I believe, I believe Fred, and as, as I know you've experienced, when you re, when you receive that love that God gives us, it makes his heart fond of us. You know, yeah. he really enjoys that because he, because he knows you, he, that we're receiving this. So you're sitting there directing, producing, writing, and doing all this stuff. You get your children in there, your wife in there, and then all these other fulfillments of other people's dreams are being done it's like it must have been hugely overwhelming and beautiful and cool and all at the same time dude i was crying on set like every time like i would literally sometimes have to walk away so david was was the other co uh, co-writer co-director he and i both sometimes would kind of like move over into a corner and cry together together because we were just like you would just <laughs> also like the tangible you know when you're stepping into alignment with something that god wants it, it's different. like it's different when you're fulfilling your own desires and we all know right. what that feels like but when you're tapped into the heart of god there is something that happens exponentially that it's like you can't even because when it's your own desires you can wrap your hands around it you can wrap your head around it you can own it in a certain way but when it's when it's his heart, it's like you your arms can't reach wide enough. You can't Amen. put yourself around that thing. That is just and it, it makes you literally, if not physically, in your in your whole being, lay down prostrate on the floor and worship him wow. because you know that you're you're this is this is bigger. This is bigger. And that was the sense all throughout. Even the writing process, when David and I were writing, we would feel the presence of God come in the room so strong, we would be weeping and it would be like feeling the heart of God for the generation and not, not an age specific. I'm talking about the people living in this time right now, generation. And it was like, this is, this is for that. This is actually for that, the generation and the bigger purpose. It's not a selfish, like, Oh, I want to write this because it's an idea that I have. That's so great. It's like, I'm actually surrender. There's that surrender thing coming up again, which is essential because if that surrender hadn't been, hadn't been worked on, hadn't been developed when this opportunity came in front of my face, I would have pushed my own agenda above his agenda. But that surrender had already been accomplished. So now I know what that feels like to go, Oh, I can, I can put my agenda for in the front or I can put his agenda in the front. And when his agenda gets put in the front, there's a wind that attaches to that. There's an accomplishment. Now, the tricky thing is you're not in control of the timing. So you might think the timing sucks. You might be like, I hate this timing. So true. But what you will feel is the expansion of what it is, and you know that it's beyond you. And that this is gold, platinum, pearls, <laughs> wisdom right here, brothers and sisters. This is so good. And and just 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 the fact that he said, you know, God's timing is not our timing, and sometimes that sucks, right? Because it does. Because listen, we we are in our flesh, right? We're walking in the natural. We, we we deal with gravity, and we have to deal with these things. And sometimes we, you know, our timing is different. But what you're saying is so good because when it does come with His timing, when it does, come, when He breathes on it, you know it. There's no mistaking it. <clears throat> and we get to 
it's overwhelming for us, you know. Uh, man, I love this. This is so good. The, you know, are you writing any books? Y- yes, thank you. Yes, let's hear about this. Yeah, so so actually, for the past like couple of years, the Lord's, but this is like now I don't get the buzzing; I just get the voice and the annoyance of it coming up every day in my thoughts or on paper in my writing. Um, but yeah, I've got two sort of books in the works. One of them is my testimony because. Today, obviously, on on the podcast, we only captured it, but there's all of those those encounters with the Lord, uh, all carry spiritual truths, and that's that's how it should be because we're all having the experience with with the Lord, and and in that He's teaching us principles that, of course, are for us, but they're actually applicable to to everyone. So there's a book that's really based upon my testimony with those encounters, uh, and that's definitely ge- geared towards creatives. But I think sometimes that word, like creatives, like math is creative, problem solving is creative, and that's right. So it's like, it's, uh, it's contextual, but so there's that component. And then um, I actually, part of my heart is for the education world and for training and equipping. So right now I'm actually working on, I have my online academy um, called Freed Movement Academy. And with that is a training and equipping uh, academy for movement. Um, and so this is for all ages. Uh, and what I'm working on right now is something to raise up and equip leaders and parents. So there's sort of different divisions. One is for leaders, ministry leaders, and um, and it'll be like a monthly subscription and you'll get resources every month. Awesome. Um, that'll be online and also, you know, PDF digital resources that you can print. Um, and that's going to be rolling out um, mid-August to the beginning of September. And then that's okay. Uh, and so there's that component. And then there is for parents. So a resource for parents. This is a new world that we're kind of living in with this whole coronavirus thing and people staying home. So um, my heart has always been to equip as many as possible and to reach and teach as many as possible. So this is the outlet to do that. Um, and so there's that component, which is going to be movement and spirituality is going to be the focus of that. So to be uh, equipping leaders to be able to implement that in their in their ministries and then also parents to be able to give resources to equip their children uh, at home, but also to equip the parent to be a champion of that in the so home. Good. And then on the other so good. Side, Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, and then the other thing I'm working on is for schools. So I have a big passion for education, education reform, and the power of movement to affect the brain. So part of my background in movement therapy is learning that these that movement actually wires the brain for learning and academic success. Now, it's true in adults. We see all these research papers coming out um, as movement being a um, – a healing tool for dementia, uh, Parkinson's disease, all these things that movement is becoming a valid treatment and the research is showing why and how. And then um, for kids and children, um, actually movement activates chemicals in the brain that wire it for learning. So there's a chemical called BDNF. It's a longer word, but that's a short form Mm -hmm. that after 30 minutes of high physical activity that releases on the brain, they call it the fertilizer for the brain. And it actually coats the surface of the brain and it opens up the synapses and it's almost like a portal that opens up. And so any new information that comes in in during that time, 
the portal then closes after that time, after it's released, and the information learned is then concreted into the synapses. And then so whatever you learn actually is like, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, this really points to the brilliance of the design. Again, if you believe he's the manufacturer of the body, and so this That's actually right. answered a long time question of mine from the beginning. Like, does God want a movement? Like, does, is that his thing? Because we know we've seen it for worship of other um, mm-hmm. cultures, other, you know, other sacrifices and all kinds of other things. Right. So is that valid in the kingdom of God? Or are we just like entertaining our flesh? And the truth is, no, it's all the examples in the Bible of movement. But, but then there's all these things in the principles of like, um, you know, the release of dopamine uh, and serotonin. Mm-hmm. Dopamine, those are the things that the the drugs, uh, cocaine are, are mimicked after. So the synthetic form of that, the counterfeit to what God originally created, which is yeah. a feel good chemical, is released when we're highly active in movement you know that's where you get the man i I love what i love the way you bring this stuff around bro because you bring it from 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 god to you know uh what you know what the enemy creates too to trick it into what's going on you know from like you know the dopamine to the cocaine or that that feeling you know and how the enemy uses that stuff against us and but what you do this so good man you are so you know Bro, I you know I you've got to you've you've got to have been in front of the room and preached this out at Bethel, yes. Um, in in certain ways, I mean, honestly, this is what I teach every day in my class. In my class, these are all of my my passion topics, and I do believe that it's like it's also part of our design. And so, like um, the the um, Bethel Music hosts a school that school of worship in in 2011. So they have me every year um, as a teacher. So these are things that equipping uh, worship leaders and because it's not, it's yes, it's movement based, but I think that we all actually should be moving because listen, Romans 12, one and two to offer your body as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. And I love the one translation that says it's your reasonable act of worship. Like it's actually reasonable for you to utilize your physical body in worship to him. And so how do we do that? We do it in movement. And it doesn't mean we're all called to stand on the platform and the stage and dance or be in movies or commercials. That may be some people's calling. But actually at home, in your living room, bedroom, prayer closet, putting on worship swaying back and forth you should be able to feel the bible says that your body is the temple of the holy spirit your body is a temple and so that temple needs to experience his presence everywhere not just at the front door not just in one piece not sitting down in the in the in the church temple seats but no you should feel it all in throughout your whole body and move i love it yeah i love it man it's so good (laughs) it's so good i'm over here Yes, yes. I, I'm over here. I, I like to get all fired up, man. And you fire me up, Fred. You do. I mean, I, I love it. I, man, I, when I come out to Bethel next time, I want to come out and hang out in one of your classes, man. And just, yes. and just watch you guys do your stuff or do it, you know, cause look, you know, that's not one of my giftings is dance, but I'll move and I make a fool out of myself, but I don't care, you yeah. know? And, you know, and so, yeah, I mean, I do think, you know, because when you hear that music, when you hear when and in worship and when you hear the Holy Spirit, you know, when you feel that, you know, it, it's it's powerful. And to, to express that movement. And I think once you do move for me, anyways, if I'm in worship and I feel that and I feel that unction from the Holy Spirit, it seems like I bring it in more when I move. Yeah, yeah? 
Absolutely. And, and there's actually, I believe there is revelation and mystery to that, that God is calling us to explore. It's one of the things that when I was talking about the book that I'm going to be incorporating into that, um, if we have time, I can share a very quick testimony. Yes. Yes. One of the, one of the recent things that happened is it was during, during one of the schools of worship, uh, Bethel music school worship. And, um, I had been, uh, we were, we were in the, you know, every morning would start out with an open worship session, right? So I'm in there, picture yourself in any sort of typical church environment. You've got the stage in front, you've got rows, and then you've got, uh, like, um, the wall and then the aisle between the wall and the first seats, if you can imagine that visual, right? So I'm in that aisle, right where the wall is on my left and the seats are to my right. And I'm standing there and I'm just in worship. And then I hear the Lord say, uh, um, turn around. And so I look and I see there's only one seat on the very end open. And And he's like, go sit down, right? So remember, I've got my home training from back in the day with the buzzing behind my knees. So I don't need like, you know, I don't need that anymore because now I know his voice. I'm a stranger. I'm not going to follow. So I'm like, okay. So I go and sit down and then he's like, look over there at that wall. So I'm staring at the wall. I'm like, okay. And he's like, just, just look at it. I'm like, okay. He's like, now go get up and stand over there. So I go, I get up, I stand up, I stand by the wall. He's like, okay, now turn in a circle. Okay, so this is going to sound so crazy, but it's awesome. <laughs> so, so I turn in a circle, and I'm like like this, and now um, our, our listeners won't be able to see us, but I'm literally just turning my body in a circle, like nothing special. Right. I'm not right. like leaping and dancing before the Lord and, you know, like spinning on my head. I'm not doing head spins. I'm just <laughs> turning my body in a circle. And he's like, okay, now turn the other way. So I, then I turn the other way. I'm like, okay, like this? Yes, like that like okay he's like now go sit down so i go and i go and sit down i'm like okay something that was interesting i don't know what but i was obedient so i don't care like boom about two minutes later this girl who was up at the front worshiping comes walks down that aisleway gets to that exact same spot and boom falls down praising the lord ecstatic total just like immersed in in total freedom like wow i think she went through every emotion she was like crying and then laughing and then like all of these things and then gets up and sort of like stumbles away in pure bliss right (laughs) like okay that's cool that's what you were doing right so then he's like okay now get back up. So now I'm excited because I'm like, okay, what, what's good? What are we doing? You know? So I go, I stand up and I'm around the same place. And he's like, okay, um, turn around. So I turn around and I look back and way in the back, back, back of the room is this gentleman who's like, maybe he's like 20 something years old and he's huge. He's like, six foot nine or that's an exaggeration he's like literally like six foot four three he was huge and super skinny so imagine the visual of this gentleman who's super tall super slim and he's standing still and again our listeners won't be able to see it but he's like frozen and this is how right he's worshiping he's literally standing straight up you know meanwhile around him people are swaying and singing and he's literally frozen in that position and so the lord just you know says like you know check him out and i'm like okay cool and he's like <laughs> all right now move back a couple feet so i move back a couple feet and he's like now turn in a circle 
And I'm like, okay. So I turn in a circle, literally just turning. I'm like, like this. He's like, yes, like that. Wow. Now turn the other way. I turn the other way. Boom. And it's like, okay, now go sit down. So I go sit down. And uh, quite honestly, I forget about the dude. I forget about that. Now I'm like listening to where now I'm getting involved because the music, of course, is always so good. Uh, and so then I wind up standing back up and I'm like back in the aisle. And then all of a sudden, I, the voice of the Lord is like, turn around right now. and that gentleman is now in the spot where where i was where he asked me to be and he is jumping and leaping his arms because the arms are so long they're like across the room and like he's literally what like total abandonment like just in free worship and so um and so it was so good like so that was so so thing so what is so significant about that is one obedience right now i could have acted in pride and go turning in a circle like that uh, i'm fred vassell i'm a well i should be you know adding move i should be it should be dramatic it should be full of passion i should be spinning on my head he just said turn your body in a circle and that is what i come up the simple act of obedience which could be done by anyone um who would just be a willing and obedient um, but I do believe with that, and this was connected to what you said about um, like uh, uh, the physical body. I do believe because the Bible says that the kingdom of God is within us and our bodies are the temple of God, we carry the presence of God in us. And so we can release that through physical obedience. Yes. In movement, there is a mystery to that where, um, where we can actually release the kingdom within us through the movement because i'm not in, like i'm i've been in the entertainment world i'm for entertainment for entertainment's sake it's great sure you see a nice performance technical great right. but i'm actually not as interested in that what i'm interested in is that there is a transformation happening in the atmosphere as the dancers are moving as the things are taking place i love that other than that then it's just like it's nice it's great it's i can i can respect the craft i can respect the thing but but i'm not i'm interested in what happens interdimensionally in this in the spirit world so good. that's when the transformation is going that's how we're going to impact that's how the kingdom is going to advance not by watching another technically great amazing proficient thing like okay we've seen it. that's great but what about what happens in the spirit realm and in the heart? Can we transform the hearts of people through what we're doing? That's what I'm after. That's what I'm interested in. Because, I love it. You know, that's when that's when people walk away changed. That's when people walk away going, "Wow, I feel known, touched, heard by God." All of those things, which is what we're all, in, you know, essentially after and wanting it's transformation we want transformation yeah and so you know that's what you know god can tra- that's you know you know with the holy spirit can transform us into you know and change the atmosphere yeah just by saying his name you know the bible says that you know the enemy trembles at his name yeah so when we say jesus you know out loud you know it changes the atmosphere and just that simple movement of our mouth and does that right and so that's so good i want to i want to finalize this I would, quickly tell me what's your plans for the next five years okay so what do, you, what do you like to see happen yeah so the next five years well one the release of the of those two books that that i'm, yes. that I'm creating um the expansion of what i'm doing online 
uh, again, I really feel like in this day and age in the global atmosphere, I want to reach as many people as possible with these resources. Um, so training and equipping um, leaders, uh, parents, um, kids really so it's equipping students of all ages in movement and movement and spirituality and also uh, in how movement impacts the body and wires it for learning so there's those components which i want to see those expanded fully um, and then i have a heart really um, for, for television production i want to be creating um, a television series for kids and youth that um that explore these topics um, i have a big heart for the edutainment world um mm-hmm. maybe blame it on my kids uh, <laughs> uh, that, uh but i just have seen like what you know what like shows that were seen like on pbs and those types of things where there's this combination of um, educational principles being taught in the form of entertainment which I feel like is an effective uh, means of communication. So I really want to have all, I have a, a whole list of different shows that I want to write, produce, and create um, for that genre, both for kids and for tweens. Um, Come on. I would love to see the expansion of Bright Ones, which is the movie, and creating a uh, series out of the Bright Ones. I love that. Yeah, reaching for the yeah. Between age groups. So, so you've got some plans, bro. <laughs> you and your wife have got some plans. And, you know, uh, I, I love the fact that you dream big. You know, I really do. And, and that's why you're where you are. That's why you and your, you guys, I, I think I read somewhere or I heard somewhere that you guys have, you guys are teaching like 900 students at yeah. any one time. Yeah, so that yeah. Was, that was the fulfillment when I shared with you about that that kind of prophecy that uh, that hey you would do something that would reach the local church right so that happened the global church with the release of Bright Ones and Bethel Music Kids and now getting that word out so now a kid doesn't have to be the kid I was going is it possible to be a a, a Christian and dance uh, and sing and want to be in movies and create films? Is that possible? Now there's a model that says absolutely permission. Right. So there's that. But then what happened regionally is that my programs then expanded into over 10 schools across two different school districts. So I would wind up reaching and teaching over 900 kids a year in doing that. So that fulfillment of you would be doing something that would impact the region um, was happening as well. And so, so, so Fred, I I, I want you to tell our listeners, you know, we have, thousands and thousands of people that will listen to this all over the world, uh, which is awesome. And we love that the power of the podcast. How do they get in touch with you? How do they look at your stuff? How do they find your online stuff? Would you please let them know? Yeah. So there's two, two different ones. So one of them is my name. So Fred Vasallo, and you can see all the information for the spelling of it. V a S S A L L O. So Fred Um, um, that would be sort of my personal site, which will then carry links to all the other sites. And then there's Freed Movement Academy. So F-R-E-E-D Movement Academy. And Freed Movement Academy will be the host site for all of my courses and classes. So all of those in the next month are going to be hitting a major expansion and uh and development because i'm currently like creating resources um for the coming year so they should check out fredvisalo.com 
freedmovementacademy.com. And of course, there's my Instagram, which is at Fred Vassallo underscore. And then uh, Facebook, just my namesake, Fred Vassallo. Well, man, I tell you what, Fred, I could, I, I, you know, I'd love to sit there and spend another hour with you on this because it's so fascinating. I think, you know, because you guys are so, first of all, you guys are hip, you're cool, you're, you guys are beautiful. I'm sure your family's gorgeous, and you guys are Italian from New Jersey and out there in Redding, California, making it happen and doing God's work. And I love how obedient you are in, you know, doing this little pirouette when you don't know why you're doing the pirouette in the middle of this church. And that, that speaks volumes over who you are, Fred. And just, I just want to say, man, thank you. Thank you for showing up big in his kingdom. Thank you for listening to him. And thank you for showing us how surrender is where it's really at, because that's when he'll download this stuff and really be in. He'll give us all the desires of our heart as if when we are obedient to him. And so, man, Fred, thanks so much, brother. Thanks for being on the Next Level podcast because, man, you you bring the next in the next level. I'll tell you that right now. So thanks, my man. Yeah, thank you. It's been an honor and a pleasure. I'm so glad we, we were able to connect, and I'm looking forward to, to more with you. Absolutely. And I think we've got a mutual friend, too, uh, Julie at uh, Convergence Promotions kind of put us together, and I want to give her a big shout-out, too. Yes. Julie is like – to me, Julie is like – uh, your watchman on the wall. She is, <laughs> she is yeah. she's on the watchtower always. And she is always, she's amazing. So thank you. Julie. Yes. Yes. All right, Fred, have a great week, bro. Thank you. God bless. Thank you. Next level. Thank you, Michael. Hey friends, please remember to rate, review, subscribe, and share our podcast on Apple, Spotify, and all other platforms where great podcasts are found. Thank you. Thank you for checking out the Next Level Podcast. For more information or additional resources, please visit themichaelmcintyre.com.